What's up, everyone? Welcome back to All Good Points. It's your favorite sports podcast that's hosted by me, Ricky Gray Jr. As we approach the final week of the regular season, let's take a look at the teams that are currently in the playoff picture and some teams that are in the hunt. Remember to rate and review All Good Points on your favorite podcast platform. Follow me on Instagram at All Good Points Podcast and on Twitter at Ricky Gray Jr. Now let's start this holiday show. I told you guys that I was going to hit you with some serious Christmas music this week to get you in the spirit of Christmas. If you're living, or living, Jesus, if you're listening to this on your Christmas Eve morning, happy Christmas Eve or Merry Christmas Eve, and I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. I hope your Christmas is way more lighter and full of joy than mine is going to be considering the fact that Minnesota lost tonight, losing their chance to, to win the NFC North, and basically just letting the rest of the Packers fans think that they're amazing. I don't like I don't like Packers fans thinking that they're good, right? I like to keep them lower than low. If there's like dirt, I like to keep Packers fans underneath that. And yes, that is me being biased, okay? Deal with it. There's some times that I'm going to have to be biased, especially when it comes to Green Bay, but Minnesota played awful. Um, truly, they showed that, that Green Bay is a much better team than them. And although, you know, the win are... Um, the way that it is set in the NFC, you know, Minnesota already has their playoff spot claimed. They're already going to the playoffs. That's not necessarily a team that's playoff ready, right? They don't look like they're ready to actually go into the playoffs. They don't seem like they can sustain drives, right? If it's if it's not based around play action, Minnesota can't really do much of anything. So the key for every defense that has to face Minnesota in the playoffs or going forward for, you know, as long as they continue this uh stagnant offense is stop the run if you stop the run you stop the play action and if you stop the play action you stop minnesota's offense because they don't have an offense besides that so there's a lot of things that are going to be going wrong for minnesota in the playoffs and the way that i see it whoever they face first it doesn't really matter to me i don't i don't believe that it matters more than likely they're probably going to have to play the packers but the packers could get the number two seed and i think they actually i can't remember correctly or not but i think they actually got the number two seed but um Anywho, the way that it the way that it sat before the game is what I'm going to talk about. But in the event that Minnesota had to play the Packers again, they'd have to go to Lambeau all over and play them in in uh in Lambeau. And I mean, truly, a hundred percent honesty time. It really doesn't matter who Minnesota faces because the the blueprint to beating them is kind of already out there. And that's what I've been saying a long time or for a long time is that if the blueprint is already out to beat you, then that's pretty much it, right? It happened with the Rams throughout the entire year. Everybody was talking about the Rams coming into this year being a Super Bowl contender. Unfortunately, their cards have been shown already. They the the blueprint to beating the Rams has has been shown already. So since since that's already on the table and since that's out there, people already know how to beat them, which is why it's been very very easy to beat them, which is why the Rams look like shit, right? The thing about Minnesota is Minnesota switched it kind of a little bit through the middle of the year, and everybody was confused as to what they were doing, what their bread and butter was. They couldn't really stop the run. Dalvin Cook was having a great time. He was running really well. But then, you know, injuries and things like that start to happen, and Minnesota gets out of its own game, right? But then the other thing that happens is people start to realize the kind of game that Minnesota is going to play, which is we're going to run the ball, we're going we're gonna to focus on play action, and if you stop those two things, if you can stop the run, 
which stops the play action, that's it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's kind of like that's kind of like the end of everything. But but today isn't about the Minnesota Vikings, right? Today is about your your morning commute and me telling you the way that the playoffs are currently set up right now. So let's start with the AFC. Uh, Baltimore is going to be sitting at the number one seed, and they'll be facing the lowest winning seed from the wild card round. Now, to the way that I see this, they could either face the Titans or they could end up facing um, the Bills. But unfortunately, uh, the the kind of I guess the way that I see it is um, I guess that's not necessarily who they they could face in in total. Honestly, they could end up facing the Chiefs, the Titans, the Bills, or the Texans. Basically, d- depending on how it ends up, those are the team the teams that they could face. Nevertheless, I don't think any of those teams really pose any kind of threat to the Ravens besides the Chiefs. I think that's the only team out of those four that can actually pose any kind of threat to what the Ravens are doing right now. And the only reason I say that is because the Chiefs kind of have their own Lamar Jackson. I think it's a better, more well-developed version of Lamar Jackson in um, Patrick Mahomes. I think he's a, a much better player than than Lamar Jackson is. I think he's a lot smarter at quarterback, but the high the high intensity that the Ravens have on offense is something that's very, very hard to stop. The good thing for the Ravens is that they have a defense to match, whereas the Chiefs don't really seem to have that. The Chiefs don't really seem to have a defense that can match what their offense can do. Uh, so as far as that goes, the only team that I see being any kind of competition for the Ravens, besides the Patriots, obviously, is the Chiefs. Moving on to talk about the Patriots a little bit. The Patriots have kind of like they've kind of made people think that they're not relevant. And I think that's, that, that, that's something that's, that's really interesting is that the fact that, you know, they've kind of made people believe that they're not as good as they actually are. Right. This is still a team that we're talking about with a 12 and three record right now. You know, um, there's still a team that is five and zero inside of their own division, right? They're six and two away. They're six and one at home. They're on a two game win streak. Their defense, as far as their division goes, is the best defense in their um, in the AFC East. They've only allowed 198 points. They're still a very, very good football team, and everybody is kind of seeming to act like the Patriots aren't going to matter when it gets to the playoffs. It really doesn't matter what you do as far as uh, the regular season goes with the Patriots. If, you, if you've noticed anything about the Patriots, it doesn't really matter. If they get into the playoffs then that's kind of it. That's when they start to game plan, and that's when they start to show who they really are. That's why they have as many rings as they do, right? So you can't count the Patriots out. And regardless of the the people that they might play, because, you know, there's a lot of teams that there's a lot of teams that they could end up playing. Uh, you know, same thing with the Ravens, Bills, Texans, Titans, Chiefs. Who really poses the biggest, you know, threat to them? Is it a team like the Bills that got really, really close to beating them already? Is it a team like the Texans? The thing about the Texans is I feel like the Texans have just died off completely. Um, the Titans got stalled out by the Texans. Is it the Chiefs, uh, a team that has a high-powered offense, but you know that defense doesn't really have enough to match? No, I don't think so. I think that regardless of really the way that it goes, you're going to see one of two things in the AFC Championship. You're either going to see you know, Tom Brady versus Lamar Jackson, or you're going to see Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. I don't think that it plays out any other way besides that. I, I really don't. With the way that the AFC is, as as good as the rest of the teams are in the AFC, the AFC is pretty stagnant, right? It's, it's not really ever changing. 
you you only have like maybe three teams where you're like, yeah, you know what? Those those are the teams. Those are the guys that that you have to beat in that in that division, and and those are the guys that are going to make it all the way to the top. Th- those are the guys that are going to make the deepest run through the playoffs. These other guys that are in here just don't really convince me. The Bills, that's a future thing. I think the Bills are going to be good in the future. I don't think that they're ready right now. Same thing with the Texans. Same thing with the Titans. Their time is coming. It's just not this year. Um, moving on, let's talk about the uh, the third seed, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs are a team where, I mean, I'm high on the Chiefs 24-7. I love the Chiefs. I love the way that they play. 5-0 and in the division, 7-1 and away, 8-3 and in the conference. It's just that defense, man. That defense is just really, really, really not good. Um, and as much as an offense can save you, you have to have that defense if you're going to make a push through the playoffs. You can't just be that one-dimensional football team where it seems like all you can do is score points because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how many points you score. It matters how many points you give up, you know? And they've had games where it's, you know, you kind of think that they're going to you know, make a stop on defense or they have one game where they look really, really good on defense. And then the next game, they look horrible, you know, letting the Texans score 31 points on them, letting the Titans score 35 points on them. Those are the kind of things where it's like that defense just being faltering in those games that matter, losing to the Packers 31 to 24. Like these are the kind of things that you have to correct. Now, Nevertheless, they've looked good recently, right? But if you think about, you know, the people that they played besides the Patriots, they beat the Raiders down, they beat the Chargers, they beat the Broncos, and then they went and beat up on the Bears. But those kind of wins and those kind of games, it it doesn't necessarily sell me on what you can do deep into the playoffs, right? Because yet and still, that, that defense has a lot of holes in it. Now, they got another game coming against the Chargers, and the Chargers can kind of play spoiler uh, and send the Chiefs into the playoffs with a loss. Now, that's a, that's kind of a blow to the morale, which if you're the Chargers, that's something you want to do. You really do want to you know, cause a loss to where they actually go in with their heads hanging a little bit lower because they didn't get to go in on the, uh, the high of a win, right? I don't think that's going to happen. I think that the Chiefs are going to win that game. I don't think it's going to be too much of a contest, especially with how bad uh, Los Angeles has been playing recently. I always want to say San Diego. I'm so stuck on saying San Diego. Why did they have to change? Plus, nobody's visiting their games. Have you guys seen that? Have you seen Los Angeles recently when you watch them play a football game? It looks like an away game. And that stadium that they're playing in only holds like 30,000 people. And I think think even with me saying 30,000, that's high. Uh, Um... Moving on, let's talk about this fourth seed, the the Houston Texans. Now, the Houston Texans are coming out of the AFC South. Good football team, right? A pretty well-rounded football team for the most part. I think the only thing about the Houston Texans that kind of is a hard sell is the fact that they are really, really kind of, I guess, lackluster is the word that I'm looking for. You know, they've they've got five and three away uh, they've allowed 350 points throughout the year. They've had some really, really questionable losses, you know, especially lately with the Broncos beating them 38 to 24. Now, yeah, they've on a, they're kind of on a one streak. They've got, you know, they beat the Titans by three. They beat the Bucks by three. But if you think about that for a second, you know, them only beating the Titans by three and then only beating the Buccaneers by three when, you know, Jameis Winston's second play of the game was a pick six and they couldn't like, they actually let the the Bucks back into that game. That's kind of the reason why I don't think Houston's going to do well through the playoffs. And I think that their counterpart in the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans, are actually going to be a little bit better 
in the playoffs than Houston will. Um, now let's talk about the fifth seed Buffalo Bills. The Bills are interesting because any 10-5 and five team in the AFC wouldn't normally be in a, in a spot like them. The only problem is that, you know, they're in the same division with the New England Patriots. That's kind of what fucks them. Uh, they didn't necessarily have a great division record. They went 3-2. and two, But I think that their defense is actually pretty good. I think that's I think that's the high point for the Bills is is that their defense is pretty good and they've had some pretty notable wins. You know they were able to beat the Titans early on in the year. They've been able to beat people like the Broncos, people like the Steelers. They barely lost that game to the Patriots, um, and now they have this game against the Jets, where you know this is this is kind of a titular game for them if they want to go into the playoffs on a high. They need to win this game, and the Jets have been playing not horrible recently. So that's kind of something to take into consideration when you're thinking about the Bills and the playoffs uh, and how deep they can go. Now, this is a very, very young football team. Okay, this isn't a team that's been around for a very long time, especially in the playoffs for a very long time. So this is something that we have to have uh, time with. This this needs time to develop. So there's a couple of things that you know are already positives for the Buffalo Bills heading into this. Right, number one. They've they've got a, a very very good win loss record. They had a very good season. You know, there's nothing there is nothing to hang their hats on if they go one and done in the playoffs. There's nothing to hang their hats on like that. That is not a bad season. They've turned a program around within a couple of years. They've got a great young quarterback. Okay, they have a defense that's developing. So everything that they've been doing throughout these you know last two or three years has paid off. They're going to be in the playoffs, I believe, for a pretty long time. Um, last but not least in the AFC, the people that I want to talk about is the, t- the Tennessee Titans. Um, now, the Titans are a, another good football team. The only thing that I have a problem with when it comes to the Tennessee Titans is that it's just, uh, I guess the way that I would put it would be too little, too late. You know, they took they took too long throwing Ryan Tannehill in. They just took a little too long letting Ryan Tannehill come out. Now, if you erase the beginning of the season and you say, you know what, let's say let's say Ryan Tannehill was in there for the Colts game and the Jaguars game and the Bills game, I think that you tack on three more wins to the Titans record and they actually win the AFC South. Now, now this this year they won't be able to win the AFC South. You know, they gave up that last game to the Texans, which, you know, that's not necessarily all on them. It was just very hard for them to get going. Okay, so I'm not going to put all of the all of the weight on Tennessee because it's not all their fault. Um, But I do think that this kind of shows even if they go in or even if they get booted out by one of the other teams that is in the hunt that uh, we're going to talk about, even if they get booted out, this is still a positive for them. There's still something positive there because they were able to turn their season completely around and and get ready and get set for their next season and maybe make some cap and, and some roster moves in the offseason to develop their team a little bit more, develop that front line, develop the defense. There's positives there. You know, there's a lot of positives there for Tennessee. Now, uh, uh, something that's interesting that is a prop bet that you could bet on is the is the Raiders getting into the playoffs. Now, a couple of things need to happen, right? The Raiders need to beat the Broncos. The Titans need to lose to the Texans. The Steelers need to lose to the Ravens, and the Colts need to beat the Jaguars. All of those things are incredibly possible. Those things are incredibly possible, and the Oakland Raiders could take the sixth seed in the AFC. Now, that's insane, right? Now, that's not something that you see all all the time, but all of these situations are very, very realistic. The Texans need to solidify their spot in the playoffs, so that's, you know, them beating the Titans. The Steelers losing to the Ravens, even the, even though the, the Ravens are going to sit Lamar Jackson, 
there's still a really good chance that the Ravens win that game. And the Colts beating the Jaguars, that's just going to be a heads-up game. There's no reason for either team to sit people. Neither team is in the playoffs. So it's kind of like a, you know, a mean nothing in quotes. It means nothing kind of game. But at the same time, you know, there's there's that's an AFC South rivalry right there. So the Colts could actually get that, and you guys could end up seeing the uh, the Raiders in the playoffs. Now, what would they do in the playoffs? Probably lose the first game that they played, but it would still end their season on a really high note for what they thought was going to be a lackluster season. So let's take a, a quick little break, and then we'll come back and talk about the NFC. Okay, so things are a little bit more, I would say, set in the NFC. Uh, With the Packers' win over the Vikings, they've got the second seed as it sits. The 49ers have the first seed. That's an interesting kind of dynamic that's been going on between the 49ers and the Seahawks. It's kind of been just like a switch between the two. It's like, okay, Seahawks have first seed, 49ers have first seed. But now it's not the Saints down to the third seed, which kind of poses an interesting thing. Uh, But let's talk about the projected first seed right now, the 49ers. Now, anybody that is, I guess, you know, feeling like they should ride a hot streak would say that the 49ers are kind of going to make their way to the to the NFC championship. And that's who we would see representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. I say no. I think that there's another team that would actually show up uh, in the Super Bowl this year, especially with something that they did that was pretty cool today. Uh, And I'll get to them in a second. But what the 49ers do well is that, one, they run the football well. Two, they have a great defense. And three, they beat a lot of really, really good teams. The 49ers are one of the teams that, although they've beat these good teams, a lot of people aren't giving them a whole lot of credit. They're 9-2 and in the conference, 4-1 and in their own division, 6-1 and on the road. They can win anywhere. Truly, the 49ers can win anywhere. Um, and and to, to talk about, you know, what they do the best, you know, they're second in the league in rushing yards with averaging 145 yards a game. Uh, they've beaten teams like the Saints, the beaten teams like the Packers, the teams that they've lost to, I mean, besides the Falcons, are good teams. You know, they've lost to the Seahawks. Okay, that's, that's kind of, I think everybody is entitled to losing to the Seahawks. That's a good team. Okay, that's a really good team. They've lost to the Ravens, another really great team. So it doesn't seem like the rest of the people in the NFC really pose any kind of threat to the 49ers. Uh, they they kind of remind they they really remind me of the Ravens of the NFC. That's the way that the 49ers play. Really, really good running offense, and then a stellar defense. One of the best defenses in the league. Okay, only only allowing 19.3 yard, uh, points a game but still being second in scoring in the league with 30.2. San Francisco as a whole is a really, really good football team, which is what you have to take into account when you're thinking about playoffs down the line. Now, I'll talk about the team that I think is probably going to be a little bit better uh, in a second here, but moving on to the second seed, the Green Bay Packers. Um, Trying to take my bias out of it, the things that I like about the Packers is that they are a clutch football team. They can win games in the in the last you know five minutes of the fourth quarter, if they've been able to stay tight, their defense looks a lot better this year than it did last year. I do think that Aaron Rodgers is on a decline. Now, that's something that comes with age, right? It's something that comes with age. They made a lot of mistakes today with the Vikings. They had like four turnovers. I think it was either four or five turnovers that they had. Any other team, if that was against the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Eagles, or the Saints, any other teams would have capitalized on that and scored tons of points, making it a very, very tough game to get back into. However, the Minnesota Vikings didn't do that. Um, 
you know, and that's that's kind of just it is what it is. The Packers going down the line, though, are going to have to clean up a lot of the mistakes that they make on offense, mainly turnovers. Although one of the stats was they hadn't had a whole lot of turnovers leading to that point, this is not the time to do that. This isn't the time. This really isn't the time to start turning the football over this late in the season heading into the playoffs. Yeah, you'll get a bye week. Yeah, you get to regroup. That's not the kind of vibe you want to go in with. And, I mean, going forward, cleaning it up on offense is going to do them a lot better down the line. Their defense has been able to really hold teams back. They, they've done really well developing their defense this year. That's why I like them so much. Um, as, a, as a football team, I don't necessarily like, you know, them, but it's what I like about them is that they've done what they needed to do to develop their defense. Uh, moving on to the third seed is the New Orleans Saints. That's a team that's kind of been in the playoffs for as long as we can think, right? You know, there was a there was a point in time in this season where when Teddy Bridgewater stepped in, people were like, oh, well, you know what? The Saints aren't going to the playoffs this year. Well, Teddy held them the whole time that Drew was gone, and when Drew got back, everything went back to normal, and the Saints looked like a great football team. Uh, they're, they're getting hot late, which is good for the Saints. Uh, they're probably gonna gonna be happy if they're facing if they're facing Minnesota because they they want to kind of erase that Minneapolis miracle thing. They're gonna try to get rid of that, and they probably will in the event that the the three seed Saints have to take on Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota makes it out of that game with a win, you know. And and that's me saying that as a Minnesota fan. It's just the way that that New Orleans plays. New Orleans plays with a really really high intensity, and their defense has kind of been coming together as of late. They win really well at home. They're six and two at home. They're six and one on the on, on the road. They're eight and three in the conference. They're on a two game win streak. The the offense is a is a high powered offense versus Minnesota's where it's it's a very very uh, grind you down kind of offense. And if you know New Orleans games for that, then they're going to be in perfect in a perfect spot to kind of move on uh, move on through the league. Uh, the, the fourth seed currently is the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't really think that we need to talk too much about the Eagles. They're they're very, very lackluster, and if they play the fifth-seed Seahawks, I think the Eagles are out in the first game. Um, not a whole lot to talk about there. Try again next year. Truly, Eagles, try again next year. Uh, the, the team that I think that we need to start talking about as being not, not even a dark horse, but probably being more of a Super Bowl contender than people are giving them credit for is the uh, the Seattle Seahawks. They're sitting at 11 and 4 right now. They're projected fifth seed. I think they get past the Eagles easily. And then I think regardless of whoever they play next, because if, if they're the lowest seed, they'll play the uh, the first seed. So they would play the 49ers. And if they're the highest seed, then they would play the Packers. Regardless of who they play there, I think the Seahawks move forward into the NFC title game, into the NFC championship. And I actually think that they move on past that point especially considering the fact that they just signed Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch for the rest of the season. That's a, they're, they're filling out their running back spot. Like they're, they, and they're bringing back a guy that was a workhorse. So, so beast mode is coming back. And this is really, really good news for Seattle fans because the Seahawks are going to look really good in the playoffs. So I think that what we need to do is actually pay a lot more attention to the Seattle Seahawks because they're going to do really well through the playoffs. I've got them uh, going to the going to the Super Bowl, playing the Patriots, and this time I actually think that they're going to beat the Patriots, and I think the Seahawks win the Super Bowl. That's just me saying that now, all right? That's just me saying that now. Don't get angry, all right? Don't at me. Actually, do at me. At me on Twitter, at Ricky Gray Jr. Um, last but not least, the Minnesota Vikings. Man, um, 
a lackluster season, truly a lackluster season, even with a 10-5 and record currently, it's still lackluster. The reason why I'm saying that is because, yeah, they have a 10-5 and record, but they've only beat teams that technically they were supposed to beat, you know? They they still cannot show up on Monday night. They had a they had a big game against Seattle that they could win to kind of solidify them as being a top tier contender. They lost that one. They had another big game tonight to kind of fight for the NFC North title and they lost that tonight. The team is just lackluster when it comes to pressure cooker situations. Yeah, it's cool to go to the playoffs. It doesn't matter if you're going to the playoffs if you're just losing, right? So there's there's a lot of things that Minnesota has to do before they become one of these upper Eclion teams, like the like the Seahawks, like the Saints, like the Packers, like the Niners. You have to you have to have consistency. You have to be able to win big football games. And until they do that, you know, Minnesota's kind of gonna be sitting in the same same spot as they have always been. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like a stepping stone or a gatekeeper. That's currently that's currently where they sit in the NFC. They're they're just a gatekeeper. Uh, but that is my time for the rest of the evening, guys. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. Happy New Year. I'll actually have another episode for you guys on the New Year, so I'll see you again before then. But have a very Merry Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, if you celebrate other holidays, happy holidays. I'll just say that to kind of cover everything, you know, uh, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all of that stuff. Okay, you guys have a wonderful weekend, and I will see you next time.